0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the second installment of Off the Beaten Cleft. This episode is about The Mains, American Candy. So let's get into it.
1: American candy is the junk they get you hooked on. Anything without a heartbeat. The manufactured, manipulative, soulless garbage that is fed to us daily. It's anything that attempts to entertain or please or persuade with complete disregard for integrity and character. It's everything I don't want to be or be a part of. I tried to keep this concept in mind when writing the record, mean what I say, and make sure it's from some place tangible, some place real. All that said, I didn't want things to be so heavy this time around, and this record is not some sort of political statement or guide to live life by, it's simply honest. I wanted to keep things mostly light and groovy, if for nothing else for my psyche. I needed to be better, I needed to feel better. I'm definitely not the phony, bubblegum depiction of happiness they sell you, but I'm in a better place nonetheless, and I can only hope that is translated through this album, and in turn it can brighten someone's life or day or moment. We set out to make a record that lets you know that you aren't alone in feeling lost, and to be found may not be the point. Maybe it's merely just to be whatever it is you aim to be. Welcome to Off the Beaten
0: Clef. This is episode number two, and we are talking about the Maine's American Candy. Yeah. What's up? My name's Dylan. I'm your host. I guess I should say that first. And with (laughs) me is Kevin. Hello. Uh, We are excited to uh, get into our second installment. The first episode was um, Grace. Yeah, by Jeff uh, Buckley. By Jeff Buckley. Uh, Kevin hosted that one. So this this week, it was my turn to uh, pick an album, and it was the Maine's American Candy. Um, I'm going to get into some fast facts and then uh, I'll get your opening thoughts. What do you think about that? Sure. Sounds good. Uh, so for the mains, American candy, this is their fifth studio album and their third one while being independent. Uh, they were on a record label for the first album and their second album, they went to a major record label. So after that, they went independent and this is what they gave us. Uh, they rented a house in the middle of the desert out in Arizona, uh, Joshua tree don't know if that rings any bells for anyone but uh they rented out this entire house for airbnb and uh they brought all their own recording equipment and it was like a really cool way for them to record the album because they were often secluded by themselves and the two singles for the album do you think you could guess what they are
2: um i i will I see if I can remember from when I was doing my research. um Was miles away one mm-hmm. the first track, and then the second one. Let me scroll through here. I can't. I probably could, another night on Mars. English girls. English, interesting. That's yeah. not. That's like the least like as far as content goes, like radio friendly. Really? I've, well, I mean, it's just kind of raunchy, but yeah. um but yeah, I mean, I guess you could see that. It's it's certainly like the whole album is accessible. So, but yeah, miles away makes sense. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I really love. We'll get into it, but I really love Another Night on Mars.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. Um, I guess that's really all the the fun facts I had. This album came out in 2015. <laughs> I don't think I've mentioned that. Uh, so it's only five years old. It really feels like it could be from any any decade.
2: Yeah, to me, it feels almost more like an early 2000s kind of album. It kind of fits more in that kind of like pop rock that was going on at that time. And they, maybe like, like, I guess it kind of fits like the little end of the aughts, like 09, 010, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 011, 011. Uh, 011. But no, that, that kind of makes sense
0: because when they were probably their biggest, they had their first album called oh shoot i forget what it was called but uh they were kind of put in this category of like the neon era so like all-time low copra starship all those like bands and they kind of outgrew that scene and uh if you listen to uh the little spiel i read at the beginning of the show um you'll realize that this album is and is supposed to be fun and i guess we can get into opening thoughts here in a second, but. the last album they did before this was called Forever Halloween. It gets pretty dark, and uh, they're recording. They recorded it completely different than other albums, but uh, they're mostly like a positive and fun band. But Forever Halloween got dark.
2: This one gets a little dark in places too. I mean, yeah. let's, not, let's not. Forget that, but yeah, it's it's definitely a more of a jaunt than you know I would expect from, a, like a band that I bands that I know you listen to just from personal experience. I know mm-hmm. you like kind of the emo stuff, and this kind of is in that not really in that realm, but. I, that's what I kind of expected this to be coming into it, so it was a nice little surprise yeah. when I actually got into it.
0: So, uh, yeah, I guess that's a good segue into your opening thoughts.
2: Uh, yeah, literally, um, I didn't know anything about this artist or this album when you introduced it to me, so it was kind of nice. Again, kind of just discovering something I had never heard before, because mm-hmm. there's when you think about like the like the enormity of music, um, there's just so much out there no matter how much you know you think you know about music you don't you have only scratched the surface because yeah. there's just you can there's no way to listen to everybody so that was cool for me um objectively like from the, just a purely like musical listening standpoint it didn't like really blow my socks off but subjectively I it made me smile through the entire thing which I think was the point um i think going off that quote as well he's just the, you know they wanted it to be more not like truly bubblegum but you know be a little bit happier and be in a you know more of a freeing mind space so i think that comes through um <laughs> listening to this album cuz you told me in last episode that this is the album you listened to when you were living with your buddies in like your early 20s mm-hmm. and so i'd listen to it from that mindset so i kind of i put myself in Dylan's shoes at like age 23 and this album made so much more sense to me than you know kevin carter age 33 <laughs> right so and and i really enjoyed it looking at looking at it and living vicariously through you living with your buddies mm-hmm. in an apartment doing you know fuck boy things <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah just, and i think that's
2: and it really it really appeals to that sensibility i think just um because it's 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 hangout music it's it's uh the lyrics kind of lend themselves to you know that time in somebody's life so I think it's it, it was really fun li- I, I, I wrote down I really enjoyed uh being able to live vicariously through Dylan um and able to insert myself in his nostalgia so um yeah it was cool I I enjoy, I experienced it through not myself if that makes sense and yeah. I, I I think I enjoyed it way better that way
0: yeah I think the cool thing about this album the same reason I really like how I met your mother was like, it makes you appreciate what's going on in your life without it being in the past tense. So kind of, you know, I appreciated what was going on with me and my friends when we were living together. And I think this album is kind of a good reflection of like a place in time.
2: Yeah. And that's what the album feels like too. It feels like a place in time. Mm -hmm. This, This is, I mean for me, just, just listening to music, just in general, kind of being kind of vaguely aware of what's popular throughout the years. This feels like something from, you know, around that time period. And I think it kind of fits really well. So yeah, it's, it's, again, it's a place and time kind of thing. So
0: yeah. Uh, my opening thoughts, I I've always been a really big fan of the main. I started listening to in my freshman year of high school. So it's a band that I've grown up with and, They've got seven albums to their name now. Uh, it's twelve years of of making music. That's impressive. And yeah, it's. I think I listened to. They have like their own podcast called the Eighty One Twenty Three Podcast. And they basically said, you know, after Forever Halloween, they thought that was going to be the end for them. So they were going to be done after four albums, and this was going to be like their last hoorah. So sure. it was going to be something fun. You know, they didn't know if they were going to be able to do it again. Uh, so I I kind of feel that like it wasn't just like a necessary thing for their listeners. It was more a necessary thing for themselves. Yeah.
2: And you get that theme throughout, I think too. So,
0: and you know, it's, it's no easy thing to keep being progressive because each album they have, uh, I don't know if you are interested in them enough to, to dive into all seven albums and
2: I definitely not all seven albums,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but it, the, the growth is there and then the the better, the, the, longer they keep going, the better they uh, they are. And they also do, like, EPs after each album. So, it's like they're releasing music every year. It's, uh, it's a very cool thing that they do.
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, you don't see prolific artists like that a whole lot anymore. And, like, the most prolific artists I can think of really are, like, the Beatles. They were active for only nine years. And look at all the music they put out in nine years. That's, that's while they're touring the entire time. So, it's like... You don't see production like that anymore, so it's cool to see. You know, how bands are still doing like new music every year because that's that's pretty rare nowadays.
0: Yeah, and they've kept all their original members from their first. Also album. rare. Yeah, so, uh, it's just one of those those things where they they found a really good groove, and you know, there's no there's no drama with it, and they've kind of created their own little culture with the eighty one twenty three. Yeah. Uh, the first album, they talk about this um, empty garage that they used to go up and drink, and it was. I guess the address was 8123. So now it's like seen as like a brotherhood thing. Like sure. Everyone's involved. And uh, it's a really cool uh, community that they do. And my girlfriend and I, last year, 2019, we went out and they, we went all the way out to uh, Arizona and saw their like big, they had this big festival going yeah. on, the 8123 fest. And it cool. was really
2: cool. That's, that's actually really cool. Um, I, uh, one, one, one last like original thought. And this is more of like, I, I figured it out I was, as I was listening to it and really kind of digging in. And again doing my note taking listen through um for those that are interested i i, I listen to each album a couple different times and then the last time i listened to it before the podcast i take i take my notes so it's like fresh in my mind but yeah so when i say that that's what i mean my note taking listen through um i noticed the through line of this isn't just a pop rock album there's there's much more depth to each each of these songs now there's a couple that are just very surface level um but there's a there's a theme of uh like self-discovery and like letting your kind of the art you have inside you kind of flow naturally there's also this theme of um nostalgia and you know but also letting that go and becoming growing into yourself um while still paying homage to your past which i think is really cool um so each each song kind of is like there's a metaphor in each song almost, which is cool, and we'll, we'll get into it. But it was cool to see that from something that if you just listen to it on a surface level, which is what I did the first time, I was like, yeah, whatever. This is just a, this is just an album that's you know kind of fun. But then when you actually start digging into it a little bit, there's a lot there's a lot of depth there that you wouldn't necessarily find. So um, in like a Taylor Swift album or something like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Somebody else who it's not the same genre, but they kind of work in that same kind of like pop rock kind mm-hmm. of vein. So. It was good to see. It was cool to kind of discover that as I listened to it more in depth.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely an album that rewards you for for sticking it out during you know songs five six seven eight all all the way through really like if you if you stopped it after English Girls you would probably think like oh that's like a pretty run of them run of the mill yeah
2: and then it gets real real sad <laughs>
0: yeah it does <laughs> it does um so yeah let's let's get into it uh, song number one is Miles Away mm-hmm. um. I guess I'll go first and I'll let you talk about sure. uh, the second one first. Uh, Miles Way is one of my favorite album openers ever. It's a very simple open with just yeah. like the bang, and then the bass comes in and the drums come in and, uh, you know, the, the, the guitar doesn't set the world on fire, but the bass and the drums lead the song into the chorus.
2: See, I really like the guitar. It's really immediately very catchy. Mm-hmm. Um you're right. It's not like groundbreaking, but it is. It's there's a there's you can tell they know what they're doing, they know how to write a catchy hook. And I think that guitar that guitar part really kind of captures that. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead and finish your thought, but I just wanted to interject there a little bit.
0: No, yeah, it's it's been on every road, road trip playlist I've ever made since 2015. Makes sense. And uh, I, it's like the perfect road trip song, you know, you're very excited about the prospect of going back out out west, is what I think he talks about in the song, but. You know, even when you're back home and you're thinking about all the fun times you had out with your friends, and like in my mind, a miles away. Yeah, that's a really cool uh, sentiment, and I really like at the end where he's like talking about just needing a little change. It doesn't have to be anything significant, but just something little to keep him like excited about.
2: Yeah, life. I think yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool like um, just longing for the you know nostalgia of the good times. Uh, I think that's just a cool like easy way to open an album. Like hey, yeah, everybody, everybody sees the past throws tints and goggles you know what i mean so i I think it's kind of cool that it starts that way and again like i said it's it's really catchy that that opening guitar rift is really catchy rift riff riff not not rift that is a like a divide in the earth (laughs) Uh, or like in space time Um, a riff is a it's something you play on an instrument um so yes r-i-f-f riff um (laughs) That riff is really catchy, and I think that kind of sets up like the kind of general good vibes for most of the album. So, yeah, really good opener. So, yeah, and
0: the theme of like just needing subtle change kind of bleeds into the next song. mm -hmm. Uh, same suit, different tie. Um, before we depart from miles away, my favorite quote is uh, at the very end where he says, A tongue full of only tomorrows, whenever quench your first third for today. So, what do you say? We take a trip miles away,
2: yeah, that's cool. It, It kind of culminates like. I've been spending this entire song talking about how I want to be miles away. Let's just fucking do it. Yeah. So, um, that's cool.
0: Like, let's not talk about it. Let's be about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, number two, same suit, different tie.
2: Yeah. So I think this is a, this is a interesting second choice of song because it kind of plays off the idea of, it's like a classic coming of age story. It's like a guy looking at his past and, um, Realizing he's he's different, he, he 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 wants to shed like the awkwardness of his youth, and I, I really like the metaphor of I'm the same person but I'm wearing this different tie now. So I, I it's he's the same person with like this uh, added flair of confidence, um, which I think is a really cool like it's a really cool it's a simple metaphor but I think it's really effective. So, um, yeah, I just I just really I just really really like it. Um, it, it, it's simple like I wrote down it's simple but it's effective. Um. Again, it it really kind of occupies that really pop rock space as far as musically, um, but I think it kind of works for this kind of lighthearted tone that they're trying to set for the album. So, uh, it's cool to go from a song talking about how good the old times were, and then going directly into a song like, "Yeah, I was this person, but now I'm different and I'm better because I can look at it through the lens of I'm not awkward anymore, and I you know I I I'm still the same guy, but I'm wearing a different tie. I think it's yeah. it's just really cool. It's really again, it's effective. So.
0: Yeah, and I I kind of said the same thing. Like, it's a very obvious message, but it's a very earnest message about, you know, sometimes just a little change can create the the thing you need to, to be able to push forward.
2: Yeah, it's clever. I, I like cleverness um, in writing, and I think it, especially in, you know, if you can say a lot with a few words, I think that, that really, you know, goes a long way to impressing me specifically, so...
0: And I think this song specifically is what sets the tone for it being a fun album yes. because miles way it could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the quote I really like is the old can feel brand new.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that, that kind of fits that. What I would, you know, what I was trying to say is that, again, it's that extended clothing metaphor where, yeah, look, I, I'm the same person, but you know, this, I, I can feel brand new at the same time. And I think that's really cool. I think that's a cool sentiment that a lot of people should, should kind of take to heart you know you don't have to be trapped in what your past says you need to be or you because you've acted or been a certain way around people doesn't mean you can't change something up very simple just to get that little bit of extra enjoyment out of life so
0: yeah exactly uh the next one my hair number three uh one of my more favorite songs on the album it's a another analogy that doesn't really get lost on anyone but i think it's a really cool analogy about you know he really focuses on the hair but it's not anything about the hair uh, your hair is your freedom your youth uh, people may tell you what they think of it what what you're doing with it is wrong but you know God damn it you're gonna do what you want with it yeah and before you know it you won't have hair and you won't have this freedom you won't have your youth so you might as well do whatever the fuck you want
2: yeah I, again it's a really interesting choice like you're a really interesting choice of themes for these first three songs because again you're right you can really literally focus on what it's actually literally saying. And it's still a fine, you know, it's just a fun little song about, you know, I'm going to enjoy my hair while I have it. But I think it's more about um, not wasting the exuberance of youth and getting stuck in doing one thing. Um, don't letting, not letting other people tell you what you want to do. You said that, you know, that they were on a re- major made, made, made record label and they broke away from that to go independent. I think this kind of falls in that same kind of thing. It's like, I'm going to enjoy this shit while I have it because I might not always have it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to let anybody tell me what to do with my hair or, you know, my creativeness. Um, and I think that's really what that, this is about. And I think when you sent me that, before you sent me that quote, I might not have made that connection. Um, but knowing what's the lead singer's name, John. John. So without knowing what John was trying to go for in this album, um, I don't know if I would have caught that, but knowing that he was, he really wanted this to be kind of a release for him artistically. Um, it really kind of gives you a different perspective on a lot of these songs. And I think that is a really cool, again, just simple, but effective way to kind of talk about, you know, breaking free and not waste, wasting, you know, you know, the old quote, youth is wasted on the young, um, not doing that. So um, really taking advantage of fresh ideas as they come and kind of letting your, your artistic vision lead you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is kind of a funny song because he did have long hair at the time yeah. too. So I think it, it kind of goes hand in hand. If, if everyone's telling you to cut your hair or, you know, when I grow my mustache or one's like, that's yeah. horrible. Nah, your Shave mustache,
2: that. your mustache fucking rocks, dude. <laughs> you have one of the best <laughs> mustaches I've ever seen. So if anybody tells you that, that it sucks, they can, they can come see me.
0: All right, I'll send Emily. <laughs>
2: yes, yeah, send Emily my way. We'll have we'll have some words. Um, so, uh,
0: but it makes you want to like. It makes you want to have it more when someone's like, right. that's ugly. You need to cut it." Like, well, or like when old people are trying to talk down to the youth. Well, you yeah. well, you know, back in my shut up. This is
2: my youth. Yeah, this is my time. Let me do with it what I will. Um, and again, like I was saying, like it's 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 a weird kind of. Now that I didn't even make this connection until we started talking about it, but it's almost like three stages of life that this person's going through. Like three stages of introspection and retrospection. Um, like, oh man, I miss the old days. And i like, oh yeah, the old days were great, but I want to be this new cool person. And then it's like another form of introspection. It's like, yeah, I want to be this new cool person, but I also don't want to waste my youth, um, trying to fit norms. I think it's just a really cool. It's an interesting, interesting choice of. Th- The first three songs i think it's kind of a yeah kind of like a showing your growth as a person so Mm -hmm. yeah it's cool
0: and then uh we got english girls for number four then we got english girls
2: (laughs) which is a big massive step back as far as uh um like metaphors and like (laughs) messages go (laughs) um do you want to talk about this one, or do you want me to go? You can go. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I like English Girls. It's the first. It's more of like a straight up rock song. I think that's really the first time we see this side of them mm-hmm. like fully on this album. Um, who know? Like I said, I don't know if this is a true story or not, but basically, it's it's a uh, third person watching a guy trying to close at a party essentially, um, with this English girl, and it's 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 really funny. It's it's a funny written song. Like the it, um, when I was listening to it, I could imagine this being the backdrop to like a party in like an early 2000s movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like uh, American Pie or something. Yeah. Something like I
2: could could see like the panning shot of this party going on and some guy leaning against the wall trying to close with a girl. And the song playing in the background, and then the main characters come in. And the song gets muted as they talk, like and to point out the specific situation happening. Like I could see that so vividly in my mind. And again, it, it, it's, it's perfect for the time of your life that you were in too, because you know, you, I'm sure you and your buddies were out trying to do stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, we so, had house parties all the time. Yeah, it was
0: just I think it's a cool, cool way to tell the story because it could have easily been written off as like you know a sex song. Oh, you got to include a sex song yeah. if you want the album to sell. But it's more of just like you're out in England in a foreign place with your buddies, and yeah. you're watching him trying to close, and he does something remarkable, and you're like, oh, oh shit, like
2: yeah. Well, she's like, uh, like uh, something like I don't know what she says, but like English girls like to do this. And He's like, it might surprise you, but American boys do too. I think that's so slick. Like if like <laughs> if, you, if that, I could see that actually working in like a pub in England. Mm-hmm. Like oh hey you know American boys like that too, and like. Ooh. <laughs>
0: Oh shoot! <laughs> Where's my purse? Yeah,
2: the, the, the one Southern person you find, the Southern oh, American. Child. Oh lordy, somebody write that I'm down. Verklempt. that was clever. <laughs> um, uh, but no, I think that's it. Was just a cool, fun song. Um, it, you're right. It's it could it could have very easily been like your, your you know, um, token sex song on these albums, but it wasn't really a sex song. It was just more of a guy watching a, a guy, another guy try to close, and it was it's just you know, fun and lighthearted.
0: It kind of reminds me of how Jeff Buckley we talked about in episode one where he takes like something very minute that happened yeah. and kind of blows it up. And this is kind of the same thing. Like he yeah. wrote a whole song about a guy saying, yeah, I like sex too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he made one comment and he probably doesn't even remember saying it. Yeah, probably not. I will say the, the guitar part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my, that is nails on a chalkboard. To yeah.
2: Me. Yeah. It's, it's, this is not my favorite song on the album, but I do appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: I'll say it's my least favorite.
2: Yeah, I think that's pretty safe for me as well, Um, because the rest, you know, it just doesn't seem to really fit. It's almost too surface level for than the rest, you know, especially with what we're the stretch of album we're about to get into, where it's more about this, you know, deep introspection and almost like mania. But yeah, I mean, that's it. Just doesn't seem to fit thematically. Mm. Almost.
0: This is actually the first song they completed for the album
2: that makes more sense
0: most of the album they had like written in pieces and when they got to the studio they finished it but this one was one they had like completed so
2: yeah that makes sense when you think about again what they were trying to do and make it fun and light and you know just kind of a break from what they were doing which Mm -hmm. from what i understand is much heavier than at least tonally um than what this is so yeah that makes that makes more sense that they would do this and then slowly shift into stuff that had a little bit more substance Um, yeah
0: when you have more solitude in your yeah. way of writing songs i think it, it it matters it also reminds me they had on their second album they had a song called right girl and it's kind of told in a very similar way like he very rarely does like the storytelling songs and i really like when he does because mm-hmm. it kind of feels like a, a country song where yeah they kind of just ha- com- tell a complete story and it's you know you don't long for much afterward yeah so the next one 24 floors song number five yeah uh this is the most divergent path i think the record takes about to get real sad and it goes from a really fun song about being overseas and hooking up with english girls to a very i want to say a modern take on jumper by third eye blind is that safe to say
2: yeah i could see i mean just really just in their sound you can make a lot of comparisons to third eye blind so um i think that's fair I think this, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is from an actual thing that happened to him where he actually contemplated suicide and mm-hmm. he was in a hotel and, you know, he started thinking about his friends and his family. And then I'm assuming it's a girl that, you know, he heard her plea, I think is what he says in the song. Um, <clears throat> I, I love this song. I, I think it's, um, this is more, this is more my speed as far as like the kind of stuff that I like. Uh, yeah. it's very slow, very somber. Um, and it's got a good message, I think. Well, it's um... sorry. Go ahead and finish your thought, because I've got a lot to say about this.
0: Um, actually, the only thing left I really had was I used to skip the song because it was very slow. It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Twenty-four floor I'm like, okay, next. Yeah, right, so I get But once you really dig into the song, it becomes one of your favorites just because the message is so positive. Even though it's it's him looking down twenty-four floors, like. I could end it right now mm-hmm. and you know you have you have that right and that power to do it yourself but what's one more day? What's right. trying to make it work one more day yep. and having someone in your life that's like a positive light that can register that in your mind when you are feeling like you're doing something stupid is a very cool message.
2: Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty poignant for the time too with um you know us as a society kind of focusing more on mental health and suicide prevention and things like that. So it's really kind of a good reminder to just check in on your friends. You know, if you think something is, is up, there's nothing wrong with sending that, hey, you know, you want to talk about it mm-hmm. or, hey, what's going on? Just showing them that you care um, and that you're willing to, you know, put your own shit aside to kind of help them. Um, You know, you might save their life. You might be that, that voice that they hear pleading to them when they're staring, to, you know, down 24 floors. I think that's a really cool message. And I think um, it's hard to kind of get if you haven't done that for somebody um i hope nobody ever does I, you know i've had to do that a couple times with a few people in my life and i think that kind of made this song hit a little bit harder for me yeah. um when i was really kind of digging into the music um so yeah i think you know just check on your friends that's the really the main thing i want to say coming out of this just as a general kind of thing yeah be there for your for your friends and the people that you care about because you never know when it might you know when it might come in handy so
0: definitely and it, it's like just things can get on top of you very quickly and you know next thing you know you're you're standing and looking down and it's you need you need that kind of voice yeah. you need that kind of friend and he's kind of i I don't know if he's trying to be that friend for someone else when they hear the music I think that's what he's trying
2: to do in this song it's like look I you know I had this and I had this person in my life and I realized it wasn't worth it um, and I think it's for both people I think it's for you know people considering and I think it's for people like you and I um, to, you know, just to make sure you are checking up on your friends and if you have any shred of care for somebody and you see something some warning signs, just just talk to them. Yeah. I think that's that goes it goes such a long way to just show people that you care and they're not alone in the world um, I just think it you know I think it's a cool message, especially it's especially poignant today as we start kind of focusing on these things as a greater social conscious. so
0: yeah, 24 floors
2: yeah a it's song. really really big tonal shift. so like I said before we're getting real sad.
0: And uh, my favorite quote, uh, you don't want to die tonight. Take one br- take one more breath to clear your mind. Every moment is relevant, bittersweet, and delicate. Tomorrow may not come again.
2: Yeah. I think that's, the, yeah, that's beautiful. So, mm-hmm. um, when you realize tomorrow might not come again, it makes the thought of suicide really kind of seem silly. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that helps some people.
0: Yeah. Uh, number six is Diet Soda Society. I'll let you go first because... <laughs> I'll be honest, this is my favorite song, and I'll go on for hours. Interesting.
2: Um Yeah, I th- I wrote this as an interesting song. I-, I really like the kind of the playfulness of, of this song. Um, because it's about it's a from what I gather, it's about a guy could just in his own head and just having this manic episode. And I pictured him at a diner with just his girlfriend that's just fed up, and he's like going through he just, you know, talking about all this shit with her, and she's like, dude, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah. And just drink your fucking soda, yeah. and or eat your food because it's getting cold. Like I don't care. Like just shut up. You're fine. And I think that's really funny. Um, but it's also it's also kind of he kind of handles the mania of aspect of it pretty well. Mm. Um, obviously, because it's probably something he's done you know dealt with in his life. Um, but I think it's really cool to kind of see that snap. That person trying to snap you back. The person that has their feet firmly planted in the ground. Um, dealing with somebody who's just so in their own head and just in the clouds with their own like mania, it's it's really kind of funny. It's like, and I, I like the way I like the chorus too. The chorus it makes it kind of uh, f- more fun, like playful vibe. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, for something that could be seen as kind of cold and, uh, you know, not caring.
0: I guess I relate to it so hard because this is, this has actually happened to me, where I'm going off on one of my big things and yeah. I, it was an ex-girlfriend of mine and it was around this time this album came out and you know it's kind of, like kind of what you said okay yeah just shut up your food's getting cold drink your diet soda it's all like you're stressing yourself out over these big things and that was kind of something I used to do when this album came out was like I would stress myself out over these big things that like yeah I couldn't reason with and you know you start trying to talk it out with people you're around and some people just aren't there like they're not concerned with it the same way you are yeah. and it just takes someone to be like dude chill out <laughs> drink your diet soda it's 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 gonna it's, be okay yeah you just take a take a second
2: so yeah I I, I, I I wrote this down um i said it's at one time pointing out the absurdity of self induced mania but also the potential lack of empathy for somebody who doesn't go through it which i think i think is interesting because I really hate when somebody's like having a manic episode like ah just calm down like oh yeah I didn't think about that you're right it's better now so it's it's that kind of thing too where it's like both sides are kind of silly um you know you need a little bit more empathy um but you also don't need to be you know shit in your pants about every little thing that goes on in the world so um I think it's just a cool fun like playful take on a ser- semi-serious subject so. yeah
0: and it's probably my favorite uh like intro like the eerie like yeah, yeah uh the
2: ha, ha, ha. that's like so 90s <laughs> yeah, it's, it's
0: like a perfect 90s intro and when he's opens with to be honest i'm full of shit like yeah, i can get behind this i guy. love that
2: yeah like he he's aware that he's he, that he's a he's a manic idiot <laughs>
0: he's one of the funniest people to follow on instagram too really uh john the main i think is his name on instagram he all his captions you cannot reason with those things yeah they're pretty funny.
2: I'll show you after. The show. Okay. <laughs> uh, but
0: yeah, follow him, John the Main. Uh, my favorite quote from this one is, uh, "My mind is on the brink of going supernova."
2: Yeah, that's really cool. I've felt that way so many. Yeah, times. Yeah, so like, I. So everybody has, I think. Um, I think that's just a cool, yeah, cool way to put it. Because um, yeah, everything before that line is just like everything building on top of each other. It's like ah, I'm gonna fucking explode. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Diet Soda Society. I guess have we gotten to your favorite song yet? Nope. Good 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 um
2: there there was there was two that i flip-flopped between and i ended up picking one of the the two and we haven't got to either of them yet
0: okay uh am i pretty is number seven and uh what i wrote was okay we took the girlfriend's advice we're chilling out and we're gonna take a little we're gonna get a little bit looser this is basically a 2015 version of a new radical song (laughs) yeah yeah sure um just with the guitar is real fun um the, the the lyrics are tackling self-loathing and hoping you're enough, like feeling like you're an imposter and mm-hmm. everyone's cooler than you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like the line, there's beauty and grace in the flaws of your face. It's just I like. Yeah, well, how that, that, that
2: line, the whole that whole like last chorus where he kind of flips the tone of the song because everything up to then was just about self-loathing and. You know, am I pretty enough? You know, will you like me now if I do this kind of stuff? And then he come, he flips it on its head. I was like, yeah, get the flaws in your face, or I forget what the actual line is, but yeah, it's it's a really cool. Um, I really like. Again, I, I wrote down it's just the most straightforward song on the album. It's there's not nothing any really flashy about it. It is what it is. Um, it's you know, it's like Christine Aguilera is beautiful, except not as beautiful. <laughs> like that song's <laughs> a gorgeous song. Yeah. Um, but it's the same message. you know. Love yourself because your flaws are beautiful and that's what they are, what make you you. Um,
0: and it kind of like, I don't know if, it feels like you're holding your breath maybe for 24 floors and Diet Soda and then you get to Am I Pretty and it's like,
2: ah, like Yeah, it's okay. a release. Yeah, it's, it, it brings it back to the the bouncy feel of the first two. Um, I, yeah, I wrote down it's a decent message and an easy to swallow pill. Um, so um, I really do like the bridge though where they kind of bring in like the hymnal like the it's hymn yeah like the <laughs> yeah it's great um it's it, it's it's weird it's almost like a jazzy kind of turn to it in the in the in the way that it just doesn't kind of make sense with the rest of the song it just kind of whoa where the fuck did that come from all of a sudden uh yeah it, it's 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 a cool song i mean it's not my favorite but yeah it, it's it's good to bring that the happiness back because we got real real sad for a minute so yeah
0: and i i listened to uh. Um, the episode where they had talked about the recording of this album. And when they were staying in that house, they would record all day and then they would go eat dinner. And then after dinner, it's like, Hey, we're going to go try and do some experimental fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get a couple beers in us. And we'll just like try something different. And this is one of those, like you were talking about the, at the very uh, the last bridge, I think is what you said. Yes. That's where it feels like maybe they came in they were like, this song's pretty good. But what if we were like, there's beauty and great. Like yeah. it, like, you get a few drinks and that's when that kind of creative side comes out. Yeah,
2: it's really funny because uh, I've been listening to a lot of Bill Wirtz, the guy who did uh, um, History of the Entire World, I guess, and a lot of, like, you know him from Vine. He's the guy that did, I'm a piece of garbage, that guy. <laughs> um, so he, he, in all of his videos, he does, like, really weird, like, flip it on its head, like, just weird kind of uh, scales and runs and stuff like that. And that's kind of, it was very reminiscent of that where it just, it's, yeah, it's, obvious, it's not that. It's not as complicated as what yeah. he does, but it 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 has the same kind of feel. So, and then the drums bring it back in. Yeah, like, yeah, kah, yeah. Kah, kah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, a very cool song. And then we we nosedive right back into a little bit of the sadness. I don't
2: think this is a sad song. Really? No, I don't. I think that, well, the next song is Unlost. Yeah. Um, it's um, I think it is a really cool. I, I wrote that. I think it's the most mature song, both musically and in message. Um, I think this is the introspection of John coming full circle about his artistic journey. Um I I wrote that like musically it reminds me of something that would be on Viva La Vida by Coldplay. Um which I, I fucking love Viva La Vida. It's one of my favorite albums of that decade. Mm-hmm. Um it, just because it was such a strong departure from what Coldplay had done before they kind of got more into like the pop side of things. Yeah. And this kind of this would fit on that album, I think, somewhere. Um both in the musical sound and its message, and I think what he's trying to say. This is my own personal interpretation of this. Is by giving, because this is kind of the way that I write when I do write, and I write poetry, and like when I write anything in general, you just kind of, kind of, you have to let the soul of what you're trying to say be what it is, um, and just kind of letting yourself go on the journey. Um, not necessarily finding yourself, but becoming unlost. There's a difference between. Being lost and having knowing exactly where you're going. Does that make sense? So yeah. he doesn't know where he's going, but he's not lost. He's kind of given himself up to the journey and the free form nature of artistic um, creativity. And I think that's a really cool message for anybody that's ever tried to do anything artistic at, at all. Um, you know, don't don't be a don't do paralysis by analysis, especially with art. You can't. You have to just kind of give yourself up to the journey, and that way you'll become unlost. I saw it as you know, kind of giving, getting over a writer's block from my own personal experiences. Just, just writing whatever comes to your mind, and it doesn't necessarily have a specific path, but it kind of untangles my mind a little bit, and I become unlost. Yeah, I'm not lost, but even though I don't know where I'm really going, I'm not lost anymore. And I think that's a really cool message for artists, and I think it's a cool place that he ended up becoming. getting to with this album i think that's what he was trying to do with this album It's just kind of trying to become unlost so
0: yeah and it's not even about being found it's just not not right yeah yeah, there's a
2: difference between being found and being unlost and i I think um i I used
0: to think that was a weird way to word it but uh now that you say that it actually does make a lot more sense than saying i just i don't want to be found i also, don't want to be lost. I just want to be unlost. Yeah, uh, yeah
2: it's like you know, it's like the, the old saying: you can't see the forest through the trees. Sometimes, uh, I think that's kind of what this is. He's he's not trying to do that anymore. He's just kind of enjoying the forest for all of its beauty. If you kind of look at it that way, if you want to look at it through this the lens of that. It's like, yeah, I can't see the forest through the trees, but I'm just going to enjoy it since I'm here and just kind of enjoy its beauty and kind of let the forest take me where it will. And now I have a little bit more. Like I may not know where i'm going but i can at least enjoy the splendor of everything while i'm here and i think that's really cool especially for like i said anybody who's done anything artistically i think that's a good message because i i know a lot of artists that kind of get stuck in their own head or they get stuck in one style and they can't kind of break free from it um Mm -hmm. or they feel like uh, they can't because that's their voice you know what i mean just let it let it let it flow take the leap if
0: it's worth the fall is one of my favorite lines of all time yeah um yeah, I mean, you kind of covered everything. It just <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had a lot no, to say about that. <laughs> no, it, it just it's a song about ode to new beginnings and taking chances that mm-hmm. might have seemed scary before. Yeah. and that I think Unlost kind of spoke to where I was at in 2015, where I was I'd worked my way up in a certain job, and you get to a certain point when a relationship ends, you start looking at everything internally, not just how you feel about the breakup, but like, is this where I want to be? Is this where I want to go? Yeah. And take the leap if it's worth the fall, like you know, I went through uh, a career change that was kind of a big thing and it was worth it. even if it wouldn't have worked out, I think it would have been worth it yeah. because I, I took a chance and uh,
2: yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting to me to know that I met you probably while you were still actively listening to this album now, yeah, because I I, we started working together in 2016. Yeah. so yeah, it's it's kind of interesting for me to kind of think about what you were before that. And then what you are now, where you've come from then. So it's kinda it's interesting for me to think about that. So um you you're I'm proud of you, Dil. You've Thank come you. a long way, buddy.
0: Yeah, no, and it's it's funny because I've I've known you for a certain amount of time and you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's you just don't know versions of people because if they go through this big dramatic change, then right. you just don't know that side of someone because right. you know, I was completely different when I was twenty two, and yeah, I'm sure you I, were too. I
2: totally was. So
0: yeah, great song. Is, i'm guessing that was the tie for your favorite
2: yeah that was initially my favorite um another night on mars is my favorite song yeah I'm just say. <laughs> there's um, only two more yeah, so, yeah that, it, it, but I, I i it's funny because i had to rework my first sentence when i was writing this because i had written this is my favorite song on the album definitively period point blank <laughs> and then i listened to another night on mars again i'm like nah this now nah. i did the same thing nah. with jeff buckley yeah. i was like well fuck maybe this one's my favorite <laughs> yeah. uh
0: that's like the fun thing about writing notes, listening mm-hmm. to, to, to new music. Um, so number nine, American candy, it's the title track, the penultimate track. Uh, the theme of the song is pretty obvious. It's kind of a culmination of everything he's been talking about, but also the, the opening quote that I opened that the opening quote that I opened with, <laughs> um, it's, it's like a perfect culmination of that quote as well. Mm-hmm. It's just putting it into like a, a more upbeat song and, uh. I always enjoyed this this after Unlost because it takes the momentum and just like puts it at an all time high. I think.
2: You know what? I, I completely disagree with you. Really? Yeah, I do. I think uh, this song. I because I read this. I'm I was, I was in the mindset of looking for the deeper metaphor in all these songs when I was listening to this. And to me, American Candy is about drug use and like the dangers of drugs use and being caught in that vicious cycle where you see a friend, you know die of drugs use but the way to get over it is to again use that american candy that's so sweet but it's also rot your teeth um that's the metaphor i was looking for i I think it is definitely like um musically more upbeat for sure um and i don't think it's necessarily a sad song i think it's just more like hey man drugs are bad drugs are bad okay (laughs) don't do them okay (laughs) they're really bad stop it get Um, some help
0: yeah i think we don't have to spend a lot of time on it because it's like you said kind of a straightforward Yeah, song. it's heavy,
2: it's heavy-handed in its metaphor if you want to look at it that way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very straightforward. I think it's a good, it's a good song for sure. Um, mm-hmm. it's a good way to come back up from kind of the heaviness of where we were, but it's still kind of a heavy topic, but I think it's more it's handled in a lighthearted way. So Yeah.
0: And it let him name the uh, album American Candy, which I I I'll get your opinion on in a little bit. I don't yeah. know if that's the appropriate name for this. Maybe okay. it is. Maybe it is. Uh, sometimes I feel as though I'm going mad when a touch a of random on my lips. I hate the taste of my tongue. Too damn sweet. I don't fancy American candy.
2: Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that's kind of him coming, like, realizing, like, yeah, the shit ain't worth it. Mm-hmm. The drugs ain't worth it. You know, the, or this American society is just not quite what I expected it to be.
0: I always kind of saw it as, like, the American dream. Like, yeah, yeah.
2: I think that's, that's also apt as well.
0: Because... I mean, it's it's only been five years, but, like, the, the perception of the perfect reality, the Kardashians, the, the social medias, mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. Not a very tough analogy to get your head around. Yeah. Uh, Another Night on Mars. I'll let you take this one because okay. it is your favorite.
2: Yes. Uh, easily my favorite song on the album um, because... <sighs> I love songs you can sing drunk with your buddies, and this is that. This is the quintessential – I wrote down, um, this song is perfect for the end of – it's the perfect end of night song in the same vein as, like, Closing Time or Tuesday's Gone. Like, this is the song you play at the end of the night at a bar when the lights are coming up and everybody's hanging on each other. Um, just another night. Just you just, don't have to be a good singer. Yeah, either. you don't. It's just you just got to be just the right amount of drunk to just kind of be in key. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. I love. I had like it just took me back to college, um, and I had one buddy who we'd always get drunk and we'd play one song over and over again. Um, <laughs> it was "Kiss Me I'm Face by the Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> That's the song we would play when we came back from the bars, and we would t- just hold each other in our arms, and be like "Kiss me." Shit, and all our roommates hated us for it. And this is that song, and that's why I love this song because it's simple, pure, unadulterated joy with your boys. And I think that is a, one of the more pure things in the world is just having, just being so happy at the, knowing you had a great night. Um, yeah, I fucking love it, man. I miss that shit so much. Um, just that feeling of, yeah, just communal drunken joy. I think it's great shit
0: yeah uh what i wrote has this song always existed it's like a cam- <laughs> yeah. is it like a campfire song that's been passed down yeah. for generations yeah, yeah, and it just yeah. now got put to a recording um it's a very beatlesy song it kind of reminds me of uh with a little help of my friends yeah
2: yeah i could see that
0: um but i love the the piano ballad talk about yeah. you and your misfit friends it's it's a song we play a lot when i live with my buddies and um yeah, a lot of good memories to uh to go along with it. Yeah, and this is again as
2: far as like a closing this is this has to be what they ended their concert with concerts with during their tour. Mm-hmm. You can't end this your tour with any other song but this song. It's a it's perfect because you can kind of fade the lights down as, you know, drop drop all the music and let just everybody kind of continue to sing that refrain and then just drop the lights and then Show over while everybody's still got this like high of like again Anywhere. grabbing whoever's next to you and just swaying back and forth. Anywhere is home. Have a good night, everybody. Be safe. Yeah, home. yeah, yeah. It's That's great. It's, it's it's the perfect end to an album. I think this is a perfect ending song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, I, yeah. Again, one easily my favorite song on this album, just for the 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 amount that it made me feel good.
0: Yeah, and I think there's something to be said. Without getting too far into my closing thoughts, I really liked the idea that there's no actual like love song or breakup Mm -hmm. song in this album. A lot of it's internal, and I guess that's why it it meant so much to me was like none of it had to do with the relationship stuff I had going on. A lot of it was internal, and a lot of it was, I'm with the bros. (laughs) You know, English girls, you're out with your bros, miles Mm -hmm. away, you're taking a road trip with your bros. And I think it's kind of a maybe a it's a lot of this album is a lot of things, but to me, it's kind of like a love letter to your friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, man. Um, the, of all the songs on this album, if I had to choose one to put on a playlist, it would be this one. Mm -hmm. And just because it it really, this is this, this is the kind of song that I would listen to myself. This isn't, this is the kind of shit that I like, you know what I mean? Um, not to say that the rest of the album is bad because it's not, it's a good album. It's just not necessarily my taste. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed listening to the album. Like I said, it made me, like it said at the top, it made me smile. So, um, yeah, let's just get into closing thoughts. Yeah, um, You want me to go since yeah, I'm already kind of doing it? Um, so, yeah, I said, I, I, I like this album much better on my second and third listens. Um, I listened to it immediately on my way home from our, our last recording session just because I wanted to to get my mind wrapped around this album and kind of getting, getting myself kind of thinking about it. And I was listening to it, I was like, eh, yeah, yeah, this is okay, it's fine, it doesn't offend me. Um, and then I started, I listened to it again, and then I did my notes, notes listen, and that's when I really started to appreciate this album for how good it really is. Mm-hmm. And um, again, it's pop rock, like this kind of, I don't know if pop rock is the right, it's just the the cleanest kind of descriptor I could think of at the time when I was writing my notes. Yeah. Um
0: I don't think it's offensive to call it. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, that's kind of what it is. It's 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 radio. It's not radio friendly necessarily, but it kind of feels like something that could be played on like a top forty radio. Yeah. Um. um yeah. It's 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 really interesting and rewarding to listen to something that sounds like this that has way more depth than you initially think it would, and I think that's really re- rewarding to people that do listen to it a second and a third time. Um, I feel like all music, all albums, should be listened to at least three times before you make an initial judgment.
0: Yeah, I think that was really cool that you looked at it through my lens because that is kind of what I had for my closing statements. You know, it came out when I really needed it, and it wasn't something that someone showed me. It was just I was following this band, and they they put it out at a time that like, damn, I really needed that. Yeah. You know, uh, creatively, personally, uh, all that, and living with your buddies, I think it gives it a whole new, whole new. I don't know, meaning, meaning yeah. I guess is the best word, um, and trying to keep it loose. Like, Dia Soda is probably yeah. the best example of that. Like, hey, dude, it, it's not, sometimes you're standing yeah, yeah, yeah. in the shallow end, it's not that deep. Um, and appreciating moments when you have them. And I think that's something I think of when I listen back, you know, mile, miles away, another night on Mars. You know, you might not ever have those moments again, but you appreciated them when you were in them, and you can look back fondly of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I really appreciate you you humoring me on this. Because <laughs>
2: I wouldn't call it humoring you. Like I did enjoy the listening to it. So it wasn't like I fucking hated it. And I was just doing this to be nice.
0: It was kind of like a te- I, I don't want to call it a test, but it was just kind of getting a feel of where we were going to be with this podcast because you know, we do have different, completely different views. And sometimes I'm going to pick things that aren't as deep as
2: this. Yeah. I think that's good. I think that's fun. I think mm-hmm. it'll be fun when we really get, we just have completely different views on an album.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I really appreciate it, Kev. And uh, we'll put links in t- for the album if you mm. guys want to listen to them. And, uh,
2: uh, so, yeah, what we're going to do next week, if you want to get into that yeah, real quick. Um, one of my favorite bands of all time, I hinted at it last week um, with Mike Patton, who is the vocal, well, the second vocalist for this band. We can kind of get into that next week. Uh, it's Faith No More. The real thing is the album that I want to talk about. Now, this might be contentious for Faith No More fans. They might say I should have picked another album, like Angel Dust, which I think most people talk about often. Um, the song Epic is the song that pretty much everyone knows. If you've heard of Faith No More, you've probably heard Epic. It was on uh, Rock Band, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it was because... But guess
0: what? This is our podcast. We get to pick our album. That's right.
2: Fuck off. This is the one I think you should listen to first because I think it's... Um, they're m- I don't know when it comes to faith no more I fl- I pick a new favorite album of theirs every every time I listen to them mm-hmm. every time I get to a faith no more kick sometimes it's king for a day fool for a lifetime sometimes it's the real thing sometimes it's uh, who knows sometimes it's angel dust Some you know it, it's they're fucking awesome they kind of um operate in this kind of almost genreless rock mm-hmm. um so I'm excited for you to listen to it. I think you're gonna like it. Hopefully you do. Um, I think it's just weird enough for you to like it. And like I said uh, last week, Mike Patton is one of the top four vocalists of all time, as far as like just actual raw fucking talent with his voice. Mm-hmm. And I think hopefully that comes through. So and this is another one of those bands that artists know, and a lot of people in the metal, like hard rock, um, vein really point to like, I, I listen to face no more and they kind of informed the way I wanted to make my music. And I, So I think that's really cool. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll put links for Kevin's next episode and this episode. And we'll also put links to American candy on here. Uh, so you guys can listen to the album as we talk about it. And you can also uh, listen to what you can do your homework for next week. So, yep. Thanks for listening guys. And uh, reach out to us on Twitter. Yep.
2: At off, off clef. clef. Yep.
0: And then Instagram is off the bean clef. Correct. And, uh, K seventy nine on Kevin's personal. Yep, and uh, Young Diesel sixteen on uh, Diesel's Instagram. Let him you, know he's the goodest boy in all the land.
2: You got it. Uh, off the beaten clef at Gmail. If you have any extended comments, I don't think you will, but you <laughs> yeah, know, if you got you them, you know, if you, know, if, you if you have a dissertation that you want to write about us, you know, <laughs> let us know there. So,
0: so uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. See you.